my sex writing cave, where all the smut happens in real life in my head or on paper, this is the Smut Lancer Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss writing and creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. I'm your host and fellow Smut Lancer, Kayla Lords. Welcome to episode 13. This week is all about authenticity and why it matters to you as you build an audience, a brand, and a business. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced every Wednesday and show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. Follow me there or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at thesmutlancer. This week's episode is brought to you by Blueberry, podcasting hosting solution that makes podcasting affordable and easy. If you're thinking of creating audio content and want a hosting service and plugin that integrates with your website and offers great analytics, check out Blueberry. I use Blueberry for this podcast, the Loving BDSM podcast, and the Masturbation Monday podcast. It is easy, affordable, and has great tech support. Use the code Kayla Lords, all one word, to get one month free to try it out. Again, that's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com, and use code Kayla Lords for one month free. So first, let's talk about where the hell I've been for a few weeks. Um, Episode 12 came out just after uh, Eroticon was over. Um maybe a week after I'd have to check the dates and then I've been gone for a couple of weeks and it's not that I didn't have anything to say. God knows I always have something to say. Um, it was because I have been encountering and dealing with and pulling my hair out over website issues. Um, so when one of my websites crash because they're all interconnected in different ways, pretty much they all crash. Uh, and that has been going on for several weeks. Um, it made me uh, think back to the episode the number of which I can't remember right now, where we talked about three things you need for your website. Um, One of those is a wonderful tech person who can help you. And I have Dom signs and I threaten to kiss him daily. Never mind, he's across an ocean for me. I'm still telling him I'm going to kiss you at some point. And thankfully, Molly, his wife, Molly Moore, thinks that's hilarious. Uh, So does he, by the way. Um, And then I'd said, okay, you need to have decent hosting. And I had said, well, the hosting's fine, but the tech support has fallen down. The hosting is not fine. The hosting sucks. So I've done this weird hopscotch thing with hosting lately. I think we're finally uh, where we're going to be for long-term, fingers crossed anyway. Um, but I won't be bound into a contract anymore. Um, I will be losing all the money I've already paid my old hosting. Uh, that would be HostGator, but it's worth it. It's totally worth it. So uh, no regrets there. Um, so yeah, I believe the sites, all of my websites are back up and running and stable and we can get back to business. And it's funny that the first one back, episode 13, is about authenticity, And it's funny to me, it's probably not funny to anybody else. It's funny to me because I just recently uh, went on what I feel like is a Twitter rant. Uh, And I don't, I rant a lot. I'm kind of known for ranting. It's part of my brand, I guess you'd say. Um, But I don't do it very often. And I get very uncomfortable when I do them publicly. Poor John Brownstone listens to rants from me all the time. Uh, But I don't usually let that I don't let my crazy out all at once, y'all. Um, and when I go on a rant, I feel like I'm going to do that. Um, but I've called it a rant, and really it was a well-reasoned, well-thought-out, heavily edited, please, John Brownstone, read this after me before I hit uh, post or tweet or whatever the button says, um, rant. So maybe not a rant. Maybe just a, I had something to say, and I did it on Twitter. Um, but as with all things that happen in life, that happened, um, and it made me think about 
this part of the life, the professional side of things, whether you're already sort of known for something, that's your brand, whatever you're kind of known for, or that's what you want to be known for. You want to have a brand and something that you're known for. And the most important ingredient in all of that, the thing that makes it work and makes, um, allows you to have something long-term is how authentic you are. Now, um, there are cynics and assholes, not usually one and the same. Every once in a while, they are. But cynics and assholes will both say, well, everybody lies on the internet. You can't um, trust anybody or believe anybody. Um, and how dare people who work on the sex blogging side of things or any part of the adult community say anything about authenticity when we lie about our name or we don't show our face or we don't tell all the details of our lives. And to those people, I would flip them off, give them the finger, tell them to kiss my ass and say that being authentic is not the same as sharing every single detail about your life. So the first and most important thing to remember, is, and I say this as somebody who used to question uh, myself, um, is that being your authentic self is not the same as sharing every single detail about your life. We all get to have boundaries. We all get to have things that we will not share or that we will only share in certain ways. Um, and that doesn't make us liars. It doesn't make us inauthentic. Um, it's not necessarily or always what we present to the world that um, determines our authenticity. It's how we present it to the world. So I think I've, in my own writing, I have, I have certain examples. So for years, and this has been an evolution for me, I used to be very torn about the fact that there were massive parts of my life I kept hidden in, yet I wanted to call myself authentic um, because I was conflating the definition between authenticity and sharing all my details. And that's, the two are completely different. Um, so I, you know, people who followed me long enough know that I've been, I'm, I do not hide the fact that I've been divorced uh, and that that was a bad marriage. They know, if you've been paying attention, you know, I have kids. You might even know the ages of them. You certainly will know the gender of my children because those are not details that I feel the need to keep private as my own personal limits and boundaries. You do not know their names unless you're really a long time listener. I've let, accidentally let it slip a couple times, but it was it's rare. Um, you won't see their face. I don't post their pictures. Uh, even my own face, it's, uh, it's only in the past six months to a year that I've let my own face be seen and only under certain circumstances. You know, there are certain things you will know about me and you won't know all the details. Another great example I always think of when I think about how much we are willing to share or not share is Hyacinth Jones. She is a fabulous blogger. Um, she runs the boob day meme, which allows, gives me a, an excuse because I don't need a reason is an excuse to show my boobs online, um, more often than I might otherwise. Um, and the way she writes, she is a parent. Um, she is divorced. She's sort of like me. She does not hide the fact that she's been divorced. Um, she'll even talk about the details of how that relationship ended. She will talk about the fact that she is a parent, but she has set up her boundaries in such a way that you do not know the gender of her child. You do not know the real name of her child, the name that she gave her child online to be able to make it easier to talk about them was a very gender neutral name. So you can infer whatever you want and you're, you may be wrong. It's, it, it's 
hiding part of the details, omitting certain details while still speaking to her truth as a parent um, and protecting the privacy of, of her child and also protecting her own privacy. Um, that doesn't make her any less authentic. Changing the names of partners we've had, changing small details to sort of mask where you are when you write your your sexy story, you know, not describing a location, not saying what state you live in. All of these things are boundaries and we all get to have them. It's not necessarily about the details you share. It's how you present yourself. That's what makes you authentic. So my particular Twitter rant, prior to recording this episode was about somebody that I had discovered had lied to me. And I know again, cynics will say, well, everybody on the internet lies. Well, yes and no. You know, yeah, I lie about my real name. Kayla Lords is not my real name. I've said that multiple times. The thing is, is that I don't hide the fact that that is not my real name. So is it really a lie? I don't think so. It's a pseudonym. And that is respected and understood in the adult community, whether you're a sex blogger or you're a performer or you're a toy maker, it's actually less common to find out that somebody uses their real name. Most of us are protecting our identities in some form or fashion, and we get to do that. Um, So it's, it's not about those things. It's about the narrative you tell about yourself. So we all, we can all craft our own life history online and we can be whoever we want to be. And I don't really care if somebody wants to be somebody completely different than they are in real life, because that's part of a story that they're telling themselves. That's something that's some fantasy they're living in. I personally don't care. I would rather not know details than no made up details and have them presented as fact that bothers me on a personal level, but I can choose to ignore that. I can choose to say, Oh, they've made this up uh, or I feel like maybe they've made this up or something doesn't read right to me. I can choose to ignore that person. I don't have to engage that person. That's the choice I get to make. You can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want about yourself. You can present yourself in any way you want. I don't have to engage with you online if I don't feel like it's authentic. But the place where my rant came from was that somebody not only has crafted a narrative for themselves online, which they're totally free to do, they have drawn other people in. They've drawn me in. They have told me lies, sent me quote, and put my air quotes out proof that their lies are real and then gotten me to repeat those lies. That is where a line is crossed. That's where it's no longer an authentic thing. In my mind, not as a a smut lancer, but as a human being, that's where I feel like my credibility is now in the line. I just lied for this person because I didn't know any better and now I'm mad. So I'm talking with my hands too. So if you heard something on the mic, that was me smacking it. Sorry, y'all. Um, so often uh, who you present yourself to be online matters to a certain degree and how you interact with who you present yourself to be matters. But it for me, this episode is really about how you present yourself. So for all the details that you might change, you might say you live in a different place than where you live. You might say you have different hair color than you have. You might say your name is different. You might say you have kids when you don't or that you don't have kids when you do or that you have boys when you have girls. Like whatever the details are that you feel the need to change to protect your identity and to create boundaries between this life you're leading in the sex blogging sex community 
versus what I always call your vanilla life. You're, you know, where people are referring to you by your legal name and you've got to pay bills and go to work and do all those things. Whatever you need to erect between this life and that life, you do, okay? You do you, you do it, what works for you, helps you sleep at night, lets you feel less nervous that somebody's going to find you and out you. Those are very real um, things. But at the core of it all, no matter what the details are, who you present yourself to be as a human being should be real and true. It should be, if you're goofy, be goofy. If you're, I'm goofy, God knows, I'll show that I'm goofy. If you're kinky, be kinky. If you're, you know, whatever it is about your personality that makes you who you are. The details of our lives matter much less than the way we behave and the way we speak and how we treat other people and how we um, deal with, you know, the things that happen to us and the things that we think and how we present those things. That's what makes us authentic, okay? The things that make me Kayla Lords have less to do with my kinks and my marriage and the sex I have than the fact that I'm known to rant and I'm known to ramble and I'm known to um, be very open with my sexuality and be very open with my mental health. Like those are the things that people remember about me They'll remember those things, hopefully, fingers crossed, about me long after they have forgotten that I'm submissive and a baby girl and a masochist and all these other labels that I create for myself, which are authentic labels, but they are still things I've created for myself. It's how you make people feel that contributes to your authenticity with them. You know, if you are giving people a sense of comfort or that they're, they're learning from you or they're engaged with you or they're connecting with you, you are creating a sense of authenticity about who you are in the world with that one individual person. Now, as bloggers and podcasters and vloggers and people who run websites in general, whatever content you're putting out into the world, the content you create and the way you create it, when you inject your personality into it, you inject your personal self into it, that's the authenticity you create with a larger audience. And when you're trying to build a brand or build a business or make money or create connections that can lead to job opportunities, that connection you create is very important and should absolutely be your most authentic self. Again, we get to have boundaries. So you might only be comfortable sharing your sexuality versus maybe your mental health. I would be the one, the first one to argue that it is okay to share your mental health struggles, but that is a boundary you still get to have. It can be okay and you can still not want to do it. You might want to present a very structured picture to the rest of the world. That's fine. That's back to your boundaries. But within the picture you're presenting to the rest of the world, you need to be the the real you needs to peek through okay so whether that's you share parts of your sense of humor or you drop an f-bomb like i'm known to do on many occasions or whatever it is that makes you you outside of the details of your life outside of the personal things and the things you don't want to share now i would say saying all that i would say that in the sex blogging world it's actually way more common for us to overshare than to undershare. I don't even know that there's such a thing as oversharing once you start talking about sex and, and how it factors into all parts of your life. 
But I have certainly seen plenty of sex bloggers who say, well, I write about sex. I write about sex toys. I write about the way I have sex. If I write about mental health or if I write about my divorce or if I write about, you know, whatever other issues are going on in your life, um, people are going to going to go away because I'm not writing about sex. And quite frankly, and I've said this in many episodes and I will continue saying it until y'all get tired of hearing me say it. When you write about as much as you're comfortable doing, when you write about those things that are not directly um, the same as all the sex that you've been writing about, when it's something slightly different, it's another piece of your life, you actually build more authenticity with your audience because they get to see another peek at who you are. I've talked about how it lets them connect with you in different ways, and that is very true, and that for me is my main reason for why I will write about the stuff that isn't sexy. Um, And now that my blogs are back up, I can write about those things again. It was very bad not to be able to do that for a few weeks. Um, But it also lets them see a little bit more of who you are, okay? Not what you are, not the way you present yourself to the world, but who you are deep down. How do you handle tough situations? How do you handle scary things? We don't always all handle them well, but the fact that maybe you're trying to approach it in an honest way, or you're being honest about how badly you handled it, or the mistakes you've made and the things you've learned, that's part of your authentic self. And um, it, it's all part of your overall whole the whole of who you are. So you don't have to share everything. Of course you don't. But when you let these little bits peek through, you're giving more insight into who you are. And when you build authenticity with your audience, you build trust. This is how, when you build that authenticity and that trust, you can say, hey, I have found this really great product. If you are looking for a product like this, this is the one I recommend and people will go buy it, right? This is how you can say, oh, these are the rules I follow for sex blogging, for picking a toy, for picking a partner, for whatever. And people will say, oh, I relate to that. And I trust this person. So I will take their advice over all the millions of people out there online, given their own advice. This is how you set yourself apart with an audience who will follow you, stay with you, do the things you ask them to do, buy the things you recommend, contribute to your Patreon, click on a link, whatever it is you're trying to get an audience to do. It's your authenticity that makes it so that they feel comfortable doing that. Okay. Building authenticity to me, how you do that is just showing up day in and day out and being who you really are within whatever boundaries you set for yourself, within whatever layers you have to create so that you're comfortable and you feel like you can express yourself without sort of looking over your shoulder, waiting for somebody to out you. And what I have seen, this is not universally true, but what I have seen is that the longer that you blog or you create your content and the longer you're in this space where you are living this online life, at least as whatever your pseudonym is for me, Kayla Lords, the longer I live in a world where I get to be Kayla Lords, the more that feels like my real self and the less, the fewer boundaries I have. So I clearly still have some boundaries. I told you at the top about my kids. I'm not out there 
advertising their names and I'm not posting pictures of them. Those are boundaries I'm not going to cross. I had actually decided not to cross the the picture one much um, in my vanilla life too. Certainly not those embarrassing picture ones um, a couple years ago, but I, I'm not going to do that. That's a boundary I'm not going to cross. They're under 18. This is unnecessary and I'm going to keep them safe. But that's one boundary. Before I wasn't always even, I was like the boys, the kids. I didn't even want to talk about their ages or, you know, there was a lot less I shared. Other things, my face. You used to be, you know, you could, I if you, if you saw my face, if you've ever seen my avatar um, under my, under kaylalords.com, you see like my eyes and my nose. You don't even see my glasses. I took those off. I put my teddy bear up and I hid half of my face. And that gave me heart palpitations, y'all. <laughs> shaky. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, somebody's going to find me. Somebody's going to know me. And what happened was the longer I spent time sort of pushing those boundaries, not to the point that I was so uncomfortable I couldn't function, but just a little bit as years went on, the more I wanted to push more of those boundaries back and have fewer and fewer boundaries. That's me. That's six years of doing this. This is a comfort level. For me, it actually feels more authentic and true to be Kayla Lords than it does under my legal name. Uh, I feel always feel like I'm sort of putting on a sweater that's too tight when I have to go live my life for a while solely under my legal name. You know, I'm visiting my mom or I'm at a, God help me, when I'm at a parent-teacher conference, I have been, had to like watch myself and not let certain words or terms slip. It's like, oh, that that's right. We don't talk about those things in the vanilla world. I forgot. Um, and you know, be, being able to go to Eroticon and be Kayla Lords for an, a solid weekend. And that's how I got to introduce myself to people. And that's how I got to experience life. Ask anybody who went to Eroticon. It's amazing to have that opportunity. So for me, Kayla Lords is, I feel, my most authentic self. And so because of that, like other bloggers before me, the longer I live in this space, the more I want to be, I want Kayla Lords to mesh better with my legal name and my legal, you know, that other side of my life. That is not universally true. Uh, Hyacinth, Hyacinth Jones has been blogging way longer than I have been blogging, and she still very carefully guards her privacy and keeps those boundaries up. And that is, that is her right, and that is your right too. What I have noticed about her, maybe she's just been good at it from kind of the beginning, is that within those boundaries, she's got a freedom to just let all this other rawness of who she is out. And it's a very authentic experience to read her writing because you might not know all these little details of her life that you don't even have the right to know and, and don't even matter, quite frankly, but you know what she's thinking and feeling in a given moment that she's willing to share and you feel it with her. And when you get to share emotions and experiences like that with somebody, you feel like you know them and you do. You wouldn't be able to, you know, you'd walk right past her on the street and not realize it's her, but you do still know her. And I think bottom line, that's what authenticity means. It means that within whatever boundaries you create for yourself, we feel like we know you. We know some core part of you that maybe the rest of the world doesn't get to know because they don't get to see this side of you, but we have been let in to see this side of you. And when you feel a bond with that, when that 
when somebody's authentic self speaks to you, it doesn't always, we, we are not always going to be liked by everybody who comes across us and that's okay too. But when you do feel that bond and you do feel that connection with somebody, you almost don't even need to know any of the other details. You know what's important. You know their authentic self. And in the adult community and the sex blogging specifically community, that is important because we have to hide so many other things about ourselves to protect ourselves that if we can't let an audience get to know us on some other core level, we will never build an audience. We will not build that trust. We will not build that brand. We will not get to a point where we can put out a thing that says, I really like this thing and I think you'll like it too. Here, go buy it. And we won't have anybody who listens to us because they have not connected with us on that level. That's why authenticity matters. And the other side of that is that when you break the trust of people who believed in you and you, you break a certain aspect of your authenticity. You no longer are credible. You are no longer authentic. Everything you say has to be weighed and measured and considered and wondered. And I personally, like everybody who can hear the sign of my voice, we don't, none of us have time for that. None of us, none of us have time for that. So my personal philosophy is I take everybody at face value. I keep my eyes open. I pay attention. If I get a whiff of somebody being inauthentic, I'm, I'm not interested. I don't have to say anything to them. I don't have to do anything. I'm just not going to be a member of their audience. And that's fine. We all have to make decisions every single day about where to spend our time. And if I don't relate to somebody or if I'm not feeling their authenticity based on my own personal and internal criteria, then I don't spend my time with that person in any capacity. I'm not paying attention to their content. I'm not paying attention to them online. I, I've got other things to do, right? We are all like that. This is not, you know, okay, the Lord's being special. This is all of us. And sometimes we have to make snap decisions about that, about where to spend our time and where to focus and what to pay attention to. Not feeling like you connect to somebody or not feeling like they're genuine and authentic when you, when you encounter them online is one of the many ways that we make those decisions. So for me, when I have done the whole, okay, I wonder if they're real, I'll take them at face value, but I'll, I'll pay attention. And, and they, I, I learned to, over time, I learned to trust them and I learned to think, this person is who they say they are and these details they're sharing, wow, this is rough, this is painful, this is huge, this is awesome, this is whatever, good, bad, something in, the, in between. And then I discover that that's not true. And I discover that not only am I one of many who's been made to believe in the things that I've been told, and to feel sympathy and to feel like I have a connection, but that I've been pulled, lured in and, and been part of repeating things that aren't true. Well, now we have moved past the, oh, I didn't connect with you because I didn't think you were authentic. I'll spend my time and energy elsewhere. And now the when that happens, you're left feeling negative emotions. Me, I'm pissed off. <laughs> I'm angry. I'm honest enough with myself to say that underneath that, it's because I feel foolish. Like, I, shouldn't I have seen that? Shouldn't I have known? But when it happens, and it happens to all of us, the more time we spend online, the more we come across people like this. We all have some sort of reaction to it. Some people are like, yep, I should have known it. I knew it. You can't trust anybody. And the problem is, is that that colors that re of that person's reaction to the next new person that they meet. Sometimes that's a good thing. You kind of learn from 
a mistake, you learn from a bad moment, you're a little bit more careful next time maybe. That's also not fair to everybody else because it's already hard enough to make genuine connections on the internet just because we're trying to get people's attention. Not even, hey, I hope you believe the thing I'm telling you. I hope you connect with the thing I'm telling you. But hey, there's millions of other people just like me out here. I'm trying to get you to pay attention to me, right? It's, I've got, now I've got to get them to realize that not everybody is like that one bad apple they dealt with, right? That we're not all liars on the internet. And so it's, when one of us is blatantly inauthentic, in, inauthentic? Is that a word? Un, ooh, I'm making up words here today, y'all. Uh, when somebody is not who they claim to be in um, a more nefarious, you know, liar, liar, pants on fire kind of way, um, that hurts the whole community too. That, that's not, it's not an irreparable wound. It's not something that's going to kill us, but it doesn't help either. We are all out there seeking to make connections. And once you question somebody that you once thought was, oh yeah, they're telling me the truth. I, I believe them. Look, I have proof. And you spout these things back to other people. No, 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 I've got proof. I've got proof. This is totally real. This is totally genuine. It it can affect, it impacts the whole community in some way, maybe on a really low level, maybe not in a big, massive way. Depends on the level of the person who did that. You know, if they weren't well known yet either, it's like a ripple it's, you know, only a few of us notice and we move on. But what if it's a really big person? What if it's somebody who's got this massive following? What if, you know, th that it's much better in my opinion, if we all just be who we are, do it within the boundaries that allow you to sleep at night, you know, share what you feel ready to share and don't share anything else. Uh, but don't lie, just be your authentic self. And, and not only will you make true friends online, which isn't that wonderful, and that can help you discover more about yourself, but as a smut lancer, it helps you build a business, build an audience, build a brand, reach your goals, and do it in a way that you don't ever have to feel like dirty or slimy or yucky over. You can say, you know what? I did this by being who I am and people liked it. And that's a wonderful thing. So there we go. I think I went on a 30 minute rant. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I've had things on my mind and I haven't been able to talk to anybody the way I'd like for a couple of weeks. So there we are. That's what you get. So thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast with me, Kayla Lords. If you like what you just heard, <laughs> please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great info at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smut Lancer, that would be me, the Smut Lancer, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, I'm at the Smut Lancer in all three places. Uh, not hard to, to find me. Uh, feel free to reach out there on social media or email me directly at Kayla at thesmutlancer.com with questions or topic suggestions um, for future episodes. Thanks for listening and let's do this again next week.